Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I received an email from a listener whose 14-year-old son was chosen as valedictorian by his fellow grade 8 students. So, you know, 14-year-old kids, this is an honor. This is important. This is a developmental stage in their lives. So he worked, as you can imagine, diligently on his speech, which was approved by the teacher, who had explained the fundamentals of what was expected, not two days before the speech was to be delivered, by video, I believe, the school principal got involved. And this is where we bring the 14-year-old's mother, Lainey, into the discussion. Lainey, thank you very much for joining us, and thanks for sharing this story. What was your son's reaction to being chosen valedictorian by his classmates? Oh, it's actually, it's a very funny story, really. Uh, He found out because I was sitting next to him at the computer helping him with his homework when an email popped up on my phone from his teacher. So I quickly opened it and I started to read it aloud, actually, to him. And it said, congratulations, George, you've just won the valedictorian award. And it was just a weird way to tell him, and so he became speechless, and he said, you've got to be kidding. And I continued to read this email, and the teacher proceeded to say, um, don't tell George yet, I want to make it more personal and phone him in the morning if I could. And telling him through this email just isn't personal enough. So, well, you can imagine how we both started to laugh, because that really was too ironic that I'm sitting reading an email and he got to hear it that way first so anyhow i didn't feel badly for telling him because there was no way i would have been able to keep that to myself i would have been busting so he quickly left the computer ran into the family room to tell his dad and he said guess who the next valedictorian (laughs) is for my school and the look on his face told it all he ran around the house in amazement of himself because really I can't think of a time where he'd ever won something so significant like that. And uh, school's never really been all that easy for him compared to his older brothers. And I know he just felt so proud of himself that he beat all of his friends for this award, especially the one friend that he just figured was going to win because he always wins everything. And uh, really, quite frankly, I don't think I've ever seen him so excited about something. He He was truly on a high that night. So you had the whole house excited, and appropriately yeah. so. This is a big, as you said, a big moment for a 14-year-old, and particularly fits the first time he's been recognized in this matter. So how did he go about creating his valedictory address, and what did he intend to convey? And we know it's been a very difficult year for students, but more than a year in parts, certain parts of Canada more than others, but they've experienced compromised classroom time and engagement with friends of school. So how did he go about creating his address? Well, in the excitement of everything that had happened that night, I said to him, let's listen to a valedictorian speech that I had actually just heard. One of my friends had posted it on Facebook, and it might give us some ideas what to talk about and how to make it exciting to listen to and what message it was that you would want to give to your friends and teachers. And George thought that was a great idea. So we started listening to all kinds of speeches, and it really made him realize how important of a job it is to tell your graduating class something really significant that he had learned throughout the years and being together and something that he could take home and remember forever. 
So George was really thinking he didn't know where to even start with this valedictorian address because everything's been so strange with lockdowns and everything. And he's, he said to me, do I talk about how horrible it's been to not go to school during this pandemic? Or do I talk about learning online is next to impossible and it's boring and I miss my friends, I miss sports, activities, I just miss my life. So he decided just that, that he would talk about how really he felt. And it's not like he had a lot of recent experiences in the last two years for grade 7 and 8 because they were so interrupted with school closures and lockdowns. So he just, there was just not simply enough to talk about. So he decided that, um, yeah, he was going to talk about his real feelings. And rightly so. And the teacher had given an outline, presented an outline of what he should do. And I gather from your email that when George showed the teacher the speech, the teacher was quite uh, satisfied, happy with it. And uh, there was going to be a video. And at this point, and I think this is the Friday before the video is to be seen uh, by his classmates, the valedictorian video is to be seen. And the principal now becomes involved. Right. Tell us about that. Um, well, yes. And it wasn't a call, was it? It was an email that she sent. Right. It, it was an email. The, uh, the email basically followed the teacher uh, saying that everything was okay, and we had done the video already at that point. And so now her... Her crazy email basically, it, it just made us so angry. She apologized for getting back to him so late um, that she had been busy all week. But now she finally had a, a time to read his speech and made some edits, and she wanted him to make a few changes. And the first was that the speech needed to be in the we form instead of I, because she said you have to be representing all of your classmates, not just yourself. And and then secondly, she she said, you have to thank your teachers and staff specifically by mentioning each teacher and add a, a collective memory that all of you would recall, just like you did for, he mentioned one teacher in his speech, but that just wasn't good enough. So she literally goes on to say, you can edit the document and get back to us uh, within a few hours, and then we will... Uh, look at it again, and then you could re-record it, which was just absolutely crazy because re-recording something that already took us three hours to do when a teacher had already okayed it was just not okay with us. No, and uh, the principal in total, I gather, had corrected more than half of your son's speech. Here are some uh, responses on Twitter to the story we're Sharing with you, uh, Lainey, talking about her 14-year-old son, George, the valedictorian, so chosen by his classmates in grade 8, before the principal decided to change things. Well, he's still the valedictorian, but we'll get back into the story. Here's some commentaries that have uh, come in. Uh, should invite the principal on your show. If he doesn't come on, it's a, it was a, it's a woman principal. Uh, let the social media warriors put him in his place. Name the school and the principal... I would advise the young man to let the school make whatever changes they want, then stand up and deliver the beautiful speech that he wrote. Unbelievable. Who does that principal think she is? Let's get back to Lainey on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. So uh, just to recap very quickly, your son, 14, valedictorian, presents or prepares the speech uh, as it was outlined for him. 
And the teacher uh, accepted the speech, but the principal gets involved 48 hours before the video is to be seen. Now, the principal doesn't call, but sends an email and corrected more than half of your son's speech. Tell us again, what did she want your son to change? What was unacceptable or inappropriate or otherwise lacking in meeting with the principal's desires, including naming you and your husband? Right. Well, basically, um, she removed things like he said our grade eight year was a disappointment. um, And she put crossed out disappointment and put compromise, not what you expected. She got rid of the whole concept of the speech was that the lockdowns that existed and he wasn't allowed to go to school to be with his friends and how lonely he felt and that learning online was not really working for him. She just literally crossed it all off like it was nothing. And then she corrected his jokes thinking they were offensive and politically not correct. But truly, she just didn't understand his humor, and she even crossed off thanking his parents. Um, yeah, she she literally changed mom and dad, crossed it off, and said, "Put uh, we thank our families." And hmm. you know, her whole rationale was that for that was to not offend those that don't have mom and dads. You need to be more general, but. You know, she wanted him to be more specific with respect to talking about his teachers. She said it'd be better to talk about each individual teacher and thank them specifically. As opposed to mom and dad. Yeah, exactly. It, it was it was strange. I've never heard of such a thing. So what is George's reaction to this? Oh, gosh. Um, when he read the the email, he he literally started to to cry. And he screamed for me to read it, too. And he just said, no, like, there's just no way. I am, I quit. This is crazy. I'm sorry I ever did it. And I am not doing that. So he was very grateful that um, his dad and him had a chance to go and speak to her directly. Um, But (laughs) I I think, you know, in the end, it takes away certainly from the the great feeling that he had the day that he found out that he won valedictorian. Of course. So on the Friday, when the principal sent the email, didn't make the call, sent the email and corrected half of your son's speech, his valedictory speech, your husband, with your son, went to see the principal. And uh, your husband let the principal know directly how he felt about the email. And ultimately, share with us, please, what the decision of the principal was. Well, like saying that she she just, she wasn't happy with the way it was done. But basically, my husband said, she gave, gave her an ultimatum that we just won't do it and you can get yourself another valedictorian because there was no way that he could rewrite that and then have to re-record it. It's too much stress. It already took us three hours and um, it it was too much on him to actually have to redo it. So Lainey, the principal then did, did what as far as the speech is concerned? Well, she, she basically said um, that's fine. She didn't want to get a different valedictorian and she allowed it to be the way it was. And, uh, and then they, they put it on a, a USB stick for everybody in his class, and it was sent home the day of the graduation ceremony um, for everybody to watch at home in their, on their own computers. 
So after all of this consternation and the principal's involvement, negative involvement, don't name mom and dad. By the way, I lost my dad when I was 12. I wouldn't have had a problem with a classmate of mine acknowledging mom and dad, his or her mom and dad, would have been perfectly fine with me. Uh, and I think perfectly fine with most kids. But acknowledge the teachers. Tell a story about the teachers, but not about your mother and your father. So ultimately, at the, at the end of the exercise, this exercise in total politically correct utility, the, the principal allows the original speech to go on. Right. So how, how is George now? If George has asked, because you described how excited he was right. when he was informed that he was the valedictorian, that he'd been chosen by his classmates. If George has asked... Now, post-event, how he feels about the entire experience. What does he say? Well, I think the biggest thing is he's very grateful that his par- his parents stuck up for him because he knew he was not capable of rewriting that in that afternoon she gave him and then re-recording it. And I, I think he knew that it would have just broken him and... Quite frankly, the whole experience, I think, did break him to a certain degree because the wind was definitely taken from his sail. Mm -hmm. That beautiful feeling that he had the day that he actually won uh, was gone. I I feel like he lost his innocence that day, Mm -hmm. that, you know, the reality is the world is a harsh place and we can only protect our children for so long from all the negativities and unfairness that goes on. And it truly was a disappointment. And that's what he said. Grade 8 was a disappointment. And then this speech ended up being a disappointment instead of a really wonderful thing for him. And, you know, it's been a tough year and a half on everybody. Sure has. And I pray that our children are going to come through this stronger and more resilient people. We can only hope. Well, George is lucky that he has a mother and a father, like you and your husband. Thank you. (laughs) That you stand up for him, that you stood beside him, that you protected him, and that you were able to persuade the principal to accept the original speech, because I can only imagine how pleased he must have been after all the work that went into it, to have it ready, approved by the teacher, but then along came the principal. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.